1: Are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network.
0: What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the College Loop Podcast, episode 127 of the College Loop Podcast. I am here join the day, Mister Harrison Tar. Tar, how are you doing, buddy?
1: I'm good, man. I'm uh, I'm glad to be here on the show. Getting ready to head up to Nashville today as the show is coming out. Uh, making the trek from Macon up to Nashville to watch Auburn Vanderbilt so we're really really excited about that lots of uh lots of Auburn athletics news coming in uh, this week and uh, we're kind of in that transition period where you know like the beginning of Auburn basketball or not just Auburn basketball but college basketball you're like oh yeah it is college basketball season we're there and uh, we're going to talk about that a little later in the show but really 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 doing well um dodgeball and uh, I, I was the Western College dodgeball MVP today we did win the chip also shout out to Texas Rangers first World Series and franchise history captured it just now as we're recording right before the yeah. show started.
0: Oh, uh, is there any Auburn, former Auburn uh, players on that roster?
1: Not actively, not on that, not on that <laughs> 40 man, no.
0: Just like that's
1: pretty to... cool. Like, that, that, it was a fun World Series. Like, I mean, yeah, the Diamondbacks got blown out, but it was cool to have those two teams in it Rangers, Diamondbacks, like not your usual suspects. That was pretty fun. I'm, I've got no beef.
0: Yeah, beats out, you know, another Astros appearance or Astros
1: Dodgers again. <sighs> would have made me want to jump off a branch. So, um, yeah.
0: Oh, well, I, I enjoy watching the Braves not make it.
1: Yeah. I enjoy the Dodgers not making it either. So we'll we'll move forward from there.
0: Well, we're going to sit here and talk about some, uh, a, you know, we talk about like the World Series, the pinnacle of baseball. I'm going to talk about the pinnacle of football. Auburn versus Vanderbilt. Right, right. Three o'clock kick on Saturday. Tari, you're going to be there in person. You're going to be one of the, uh, the 2,000 people that are going to be in the stands. Dude, let me uh, tell you
1: something real quick about that. Um, Vanderbilt, I hate you for not having your stadium finished. I literally don't care about the construction. It does not bother me at all. It does not take away from the football viewing. It made these tickets to go watch Vanderbilt football cost $100 a piece. $100 a piece to go watch Vanderbilt football is highway robbery. And if you're playing Aub- Auburn, it's not like this is like some spectacular powerhouse coming through. It's just a fan base that travels well. I was blown away that I, I paid $90 a ticket.
0: That's what It's yeah, absurd. I, I would prefer my uh, free seat on the couch to watch the no.
1: game. Yeah, but there's also the element that you get to spend the weekend in Nashville. So.
0: That <laughs> that is true. It's a selling point. <laughs> very, very true. Because I know there's some people that I know at work that are also going to be going to Nashville for the weekend. Yeah. They're calling out of work on Friday.
1: Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm working from from home from Nashville. So, um, yeah, that'll, that'll be good. Not, not a bad
0: place to work at.
1: Let's talk construction cranes. All right. and I'm not talking about the Auburn variety. I'm talking about the Vanderbilt variety that's holding up the scoreboard.
0: <laughs> Jeez, I forgot that. That's happening.
1: <laughs> can I can I tweet that for the College Loop account? Just no context, College Loop, and it's just the scoreboard being hung up by construction cranes.
0: Is is it behind the goalposts? Yeah. I wonder if Alex McPherson can hit like knock the scoreboard off.
1: (laughs) Should I take the picture like with a feeling loopy shirt on? With you know how like some people do the Eiffel Tower, like the Eiffel Tower picture where you can put your finger at the top and make it look like you're touching the top of the Eiffel Tower or George Washington Monument. Should I do that with the construction crane holding up the scoreboard?
0: Yes. Or (laughs) do it like you're you're the one holding up the scoreboard. Yeah, exactly. (laughs)
1: Using the force, like
0: (laughs) well, just to just to get into this this game that is transpiring on saturday amongst the the two, what's the 230 kick is it missouri georgia
1: i think it is missouri georgia i, I think that is a cbs game i'd have to look
0: yeah i know it's two cbs games i i think georgia missouri is 230 and they gave the night game to alabama lsu on cbs so a lot of a lot of days of god does that mean aaron murray's gonna be calling one of those games probably oh that guy's gonna be on mute he <laughs> sucks at his job both of the uh but yeah uh whenever you're not watching that game make sure you turn on the big screen to the auburn vanderbilt game where we're gonna have to figure out who needs to step up the most for auburn to handle vanderbilt because i don't think there's a, there, there's a world where auburn loses but also i think that's a more ver, rare variety of a world rather than right rather than the winning hopefully fingers crossed I know I saw in the Warport yesterday. I think Auburn either starts off hot and keeps it that way, or Auburn finds themselves down and has to play themselves back into an ugly win. So, Tar- with, yeah, very possible. I'll start off with you on offense. What, who's a player on offense and step up for Auburn Tigers?
1: I'm going layup answer. I really am. Um, Peyton Thorn. Uh, it's it's got to be. I know. I know that's that's the layup. But he's building off of a good performance against Mississippi State. You know, we we have covered that one kind of in depth, but. A good opportunity for Peyton Thorne to kind of build off what he had uh, last week and continue to prove that he's that he has developed and and continue to kind of come into his own, get his feet underneath him in the SEC. A lot of people saying Peyton Thorne's not an SEC quarterback, and he's got the opportunity over the next couple of weeks, it starts right here in Nashville, uh, to to prove other people wrong and, and all those doubters wrong, that he can handle this offense. And, and his offensive coordinator and head coach got to help him out there too. And no doubt that there's pieces around him. Receivers can't be dropping footballs. We saw that improvement against Pacific State. Um, his, his offensive line's got a hold. We've seen that. We saw that improving against Mississippi State. And I think that's comparable to what they're going to see this week. Uh, but he's he's got to make make sure that he continues to progress uh, and and really be the field general of this offense. He's also got to have the keys to the kingdom. But a really big opportunity for him to say, this is my job. I'm done talking about it. This is my job. So I'm going to go Peyton Thorne. Honorable mention Jarquez Hunter. Another Jarquez Hunter week this week, like we saw last week, is going to bode really well. It's going to open up that pass game tremendously but that's my honorable mention it looks like i just took your um your spotlight player dylan i'm sorry but go ahead
0: yeah dark Hunter is mine uh after a breakout performance in specific state hitting up hitting 144 yards uh finally saw the dark quest hunter that we've been talking about and wanting to see since the beginning of the season uh really gonna need to see another performance for him uh vanderbilt's not the best defense in the world so you kind of need to find a way to exploit that uh but yeah dark with hunter need about another 150-yard game from him, maybe a couple of on the ground just to really show that he has gotten his his, uh, his head right back on his shoulders and he's ready to finish out what is a very favorable last few games on the schedule. My honorable mention is not Peyton Thorne, but a Shane Hooks. Uh, like had that. a great had a great catch against uh, Vanderbilt and had a couple of other uh, attempts to get the ball thrown to him. And I know people were starting to write him off, but Shane Hooks has the talent. Uh, he's proved it in the times that he's gotten a, a good ball thrown his way. Uh, I think if you want Peyton Thorne to show that he's going to be consistent, throw it to the guys you can trust up. You can trust to, to to catch the ball. And Shane Hooks is a guy that we've not seen that from him a lot. I think, I think the most catches he's had in a game is like three. Yeah. And that's not what you want to see from a guy who is advertised as your number one wide receiver. His nickname so, Hollywood. His nickname Hollywood. So don't be wasting that. They can't waste that nickname. Another guy
1: on that offensive side of the ball, by the way, that has a big opportunity this week. We had again after that, after having it last week, of Lou, uh, a big, big opportunity for him to continue to improve and get reps uh, And that offensive line in general, to be, to be completely candid. Um, they can really, I think, make, generate some push coming down the stretch um, of, of this, of this slate. And, and I think it's time that they prove that. Um, so they've exceeded um, where, where Auburn was last year by miles. But also at the same time, uh, a big opportunity to really give PT some time and, and, and some opportunities to kind of make make big plays, right? And uh, that, oh, yeah. that whole offense, Connor Lou Legacy game would
0: be pretty cool. Back to back freshman of the week would be uh, pretty pretty awesome. Be pretty, that'd be pretty neat. <laughs> yeah, freshman of the week and offensive uh, offensive lineman of the week.
1: So. Do it. Why not? I mean, I'm not going to be complaining. I'm not going to complain. I, I will can't, complain can't. if he's the best player on the offensive line. Out and uh, I, by a mile and everybody else plays poorly. But if everybody plays well and he's offensive lineman of the week and freshman of the week, I'm down.
0: Hear me out. He plays himself from the last five weeks of the season into the uh, Remington award list.
1: Right, right. Yes, I'm sure that'll happen. Yes. That,
0: that'd that be awesome. Uh And now flip it on to the other side of the ball. Vanderbilt has actually been a very good passing team. And for what it's worth, it could be just because they're playing from behind a lot. So, you know, you're kind of just giving up on the run game and trying to pass the ball down the field. I talked about in the war poor yesterday about that uh, Vanderbilt might be playing two quarterbacks, uh, Ken seals and Walter something. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Uh, they're playing basically uh one guy is going to be a, your pass first guy and Ken seals and Walter Taylor is going to be your more run oriented quarterbacks.
1: So, Where have we seen this before? <laughs>
0: Yeah, something about this just seems so familiar.
1: Maybe that means that this Auburn defense is ready. <laughs> I mean, that, 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 that yeah, they've that would, been
0: practicing against us all season. Long. That,
1: that would add up. Big, a big opportunity for Nehemiah, Nehemiah to go get your, go get that interception. Um, and go, go get that pick this week. Um, yeah. like you said, Vanderbilt moves the ball pretty well, but um, that secondary, I, I'm just I, I'm never going to worry about it. They may have down games. Um, they're not going to have down seasons. They're not going to have down stretches. Um, I'm just not whatsoever there i'm gonna circle Eugene asante this game um go make some bread man go go make some money uh go put go put whoever's taking snaps on that specific drive possession down whatever it looks like put him on their ass um and, and and go make some money this week because you made money this year why stop now and uh and also also just he's, he's an impact of wherever he's at on the field the quarterbacks have to know where he is um and and that is certainly something that he can build upon. Um, I'd like to see three sacks from this Auburn defense this week. Um, so, if Eugene Santé could grab one of those, that'd be great.
0: Uh, you're not wrong, and we're also operating right on the assumption this is like a rumor that they're going to be running the two quarterbacks set. AJ Swan, uh, AJ Swan still listed questionable. Uh, you might want to you kind of have to keep them in the back of your mind because AJ Swan, very underrated quarterback in my opinion. Right. Uh and also don't know if Will Shepard, their best wide receiver, is gonna be playing either. And even after Will Shepard, Jade McGowan. That is one fast dude. Yes, yes. Might be might be the fastest dude in the SEC, but sadly he plays for Vanderbilt. So, this year. Yeah, this year. You're yeah. not wrong. Can't wait till he <laughs> transfers to freaking Georgia or something yeah, like that. Right. So go ahead and get ready to jump off the nearest bridge near you if that happens. <laughs> uh but yeah, I'm looking at dj james okay uh and you brought the fact that the secondary hasn't had a bad doesn't have bad stretches or bad seasons i would argue that dj james has had a pretty bad stretch
1: yeah
0: a a little bit uh i definitely i mean mean
1: as a unit is what i'm yeah yeah
0: yeah i got you uh dj definitely found a way to play himself out of a first round draft pick uh uh, yeah he, he definitely did and uh I think j Simp, we'll talk about him in a little bit, uh, probably has flipped him in, like, my, if I were to, like, rank the Auburn DBs and their chances of making it to the NFL, like, first. Uh, Simp, I think, has played himself to where he's going to be drafted over D.J. James, and I wouldn't have thought that uh, going into the season. But D.J. James, you're playing against two underrated wide receivers who just don't get credit because they play for Vanderbilt. Will Shepard, if he's healthy, dude's a dog. He's got eight touchdowns on the year, and he's probably going to be I'm trying to think. Uh, out probably one of the top five wide receivers we've played all year is Will Shepard. Maybe even higher than that. I'm just trying to account for both LSU wide receivers.
1: Are you are you are you saying wide receivers or pass catchers? Because Brock Bowers is there.
0: I'm saying wide receivers.
1: Okay, Uh but, pass catchers would change things.
0: Yeah. Uh, did did, Jay, did DJ get on Bowers?
1: Twice. Right. On two snaps.
0: Ah right, well, I wouldn't. Account for that, but yeah, I, yeah. I guess I was
1: covered. Oh, you mean that specifically DJ James would have covered, yeah, like guys that he was specifically
0: unit. supposed to like link neighbors and okay, yeah, yeah, I'm uh,
1: at the unit having to having to uh just play prevent on, uh, but, but yeah, DJ James did wind up one on one, him and DK both wound up having to do a little one on one with Brock Bowers, which RP. And
0: somehow the guy who is five foot nine was able to cover Brock Bowers better than the sure. uh the former first round draft pick, yeah. <laughs> DJ James. And another big guy I'm going to be looking for here, and it's not because I think he's going he's been playing poorly and, and needs to step up. It's because I think he's been playing awesomely, and I would love it if he got a couple more turnovers out to his, to his resume. And that's Jalen Simpson because that's been my dog all year, and I'm going to rock with him. Uh, but real talk, my other guy would probably be uh, Marcus Harris. Uh, you'd bring up getting some sacks.
1: There's your reoccurring name week to week, right?
0: Yeah, get get some more sacks on, on your resume as well there, Marcus. sir. <laughs> you want to keep reoccurring names up, mm. Jason Jones. Right? <laughs> Please, dude. <laughs> I under- People keep telling me, like, I don't know ball. I understand that no stackles are there to stop the run. But, and a team that's going to pass the ball first, what's he on the line for if he if he's there to just stop why the put, run? Why no put him tackles. down? Exactly. You have Justin Rogers and, and Lawrence Johnson on the D-line who would be more than happy to go in and pass rush. Why would Jason Jones just be there to run, to stop the run?
1: You know, it would be kind of cool, like an Elijah McAllister homecoming game. Oh, there's i a imagine, I'm there's starting a, the narrative.
0: I hey, don't forget Higher Donovan Kaufman as well. What'd you say? Donovan Kaufman as well.
1: Start the narrative. Damn it! it We're imagine it
0: right imagine like Ken Seals gets to start, and Elijah McAllister comes in low, DK comes in high, and just sandwich like, them. Yeah, sandwich him.
1: I don't love that. You were just rooting for a guy to get snapped in half, but that's all right. We will continue. Yeah, it,
0: uh, You know, it, it'd be, it'd be good for TV. It, be, I yeah. hope he, he'd get up in my world. He'd, he'd get up.
1: Yeah. Okay. he Just put a sack. I'll, I'll choose to believe that. <laughs> hey, it'd be awesome. Let, let's talk, keep talking to Auburn Vandy. Dillon. Let's talk about what does a successful day look like um, for, for Auburn? Um, and, and, that can be, you know, one on each side of the ball. This can be kind of an overarching uh, theme, and I'll, I'll I'll open this one up to you first. Um, so, uh, what what does it look like for the Tigers to get out of Nashville and say that was a successful road road trip?
0: A successful day for Auburn is going to be one where they kind of build off what they did in the first half against Mississippi State and kind of continue to show that level of progression and improvement that we have been seeing from this team. I don't want to say week to week, but from last week uh Peyton Thorne making key throws in the right places uh Jarquez Hunter getting the ball and running like a hoss uh Ravado Fairweather could to be that that safety blanket that's O-line steadily improving as well I mean the assessment for Auburn is basically just continue to get better
1: yeah I I agree and in my opinion it's don't outplay yourself I think that that's that's a big part and I'm not saying don't do not play to not lose—that's not uh, the objective. Priority number one. The only way this can be successful is if you win the ball game. I mean, that's play to win the game. <laughs> you play to play to win the game. You play for four quarters. But building on last week's play calling, and 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 understanding that hey, it works better when you only run one guy. Um, we can have packages for the other, but you know, give the keys to Thorn and, and move forward. Uh, also, can keep implementing tempo on the offense side of the ball. Um, keep working that in, and and giving yourselves time to perfect a craft, uh, perfect that craft. If you want to win eight games this year, like I said before, it's on the table, but uh, I, I'm not telling you all where when eight comes from. I don't know. But if you want to win eight games, you've got to be able to implement what you want to do, and, and you've got to be able to run your offense. I mean, shoot, if you would have figured this out earlier, we could be talking about Auburn a whole lot differently. I'm just going to be completely honest with you. But continue to build upon your schemes, your schematics uh, from, from last week on the offensive side of the ball. Defensive side of the ball, you have to have a couple turnovers. Um, you do, that's, that's gotta, for me to give it an A grade, it's going to have to be two turnovers plus and, in limiting Vanderbilt to under 15. Um, that's, that's right at 15. That feels like a good number. Um, that would make some sense there. I think a ultra successful week is a boat race where you just absolutely go in and take a dump on the half built stadium and, and get back on the bus and go home. Um, you know what I mean, uh, and, and don't even think twice. Leave them in the dust. Do something that Auburn did, uh, reminiscent of 2019 Arkansas. Like actually, put put something like that up that makes people say, "Oh, wow, Auburn's figured it out." Um, I, I think that there's a lot of things that Auburn can do that could really bode well, not just for this week, not just in in house, but coming down the stretch. And to me, staying healthy is also, also like <laughs> one B, maybe one A, but
0: one like, <laughs> 1- A. Your a- will.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're imposing your will. In, in playing your game plan and being able to stick to your game plan. Uh, I think that's what that looks like. I don't put numbers on that specifically.
0: Yeah, and I guess another thing would just be find your identity and stick to it. If the tempo's working. I think you found it. Yes, but can you build it. on it? Yes. Exactly, exactly. Like, you found your identity. Now keep it. Yes. Uh, that,
1: that looked like what we saw on Saturday against Mississippi State. That was a Hugh Freeze offense. That, that, is, yes. that is what in my brain I was ready to see. At Auburn. And, and if you can keep building on that, even if you don't have the dudes you need in those places this year, but you can keep installing that, I'm happy. Uh, I, and I think every Auburn fan in this world will be happy.
0: Yeah, That first half definitely looked like a team that could have won a couple of those games that were dropped. Uh, that's what that game looked like. In the first that half.
1: team in the first half, offensively, looked like a team that could have been on the other side of that scoreboard against Georgia. I mean, I mean, I'm – Wholeheartedly believe that, and and that's gonna be the game I'm gonna go I don't back even to. Say A&M. <laughs> yeah, well, that too. But you, you factor in the road game aspect of that, whatever, yada yada yada. The game that every Auburn fan should look back on this year and say, Man, if this team could have established an identity earlier in the year, you could have spoiled Georgia's season. Oh, yeah, and then that will go down as it barring you know something weird happening in the end of the
0: Come play. on, come on, Missouri. Yeah, if come any, if Missouri,
1: any, if that's <laughs> not the truth uh continuing on uh what else we got for our football rundown here dylan i think you've got a couple of questions for me because i will not be on the pregame show and i'm traveling
0: yeah you will not i will be on the pregame show with uh vanderbilt hustler sports editor sports editor i was about to say writer sports editor and podcaster andrew wolf uh for the friday pregame show tar you will be again traveling to vanderbilt enjoying your nice little vacation quote-unquote, right. because he'll be working there as well in Nashville, <laughs> uh, going gotta. to uh, the better Broadway, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so we talk about how, what a perfect day for Auburn – or a good day for Auburn looks like, or a successful day looks like, and we talk about who needs to play well for Auburn to handle Vanderbilt. And with all that happening around you, what do you see the final score of this game being?
1: 34-17 Auburn. Um, I – could totally, totally, totally see another world where you play a second half of all right, choke down the the playbook again. Um, like you saw last week. And granted, we've we've heard the whole, you know, logic behind not getting too aggressive, not want to lose the ball game. That I mean, also I know a lot of people were very happy with Hugh Freeze, and they should be. Um, but his comments on Monday solidified that Auburn was playing not to lose in the second half. Um, and you know, there's an element I'm okay with that. But I, I think that the offense is going to look similar to what we saw. Um, if not better, uh, for two quarters of this game, um, I'm hoping those are the first two quarters. If it's the last two, then things are going to get weird, and you're going to be trying to exhale um, coming going into the fourth quarter uh, if, if you're in Auburn, Alabama or abroad. But Tigers take care of this one, cover the spread. Uh, that'd be that's going to be fun if that can happen. Auburn Auburn beating a spread would be neat um, <laughs> against against a, an SEC opponent. I don't. I'd have to do the math on the last time that happened. I'd have to go back and do my research.
0: What well, was the spread versus Mississippi State?
1: Not covered, I don't think.
0: I think was it was six and a half. Was it six and a half? I think it was six and a half.
1: Oh, hot damn. All right, make it back-to-back covers. Go undefeated against the spread and back-to-back weeks. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> uh, I do not think that Auburn's going to hang 40. I just haven't seen it, man. You know what I mean? Like, I was rooting for Auburn to hang 30 last week. I Just because I want to see this offense hang 30 on an SEC team. And um, I'm not convinced that's going to happen. <laughs> So
0: I mean, if, if Mississippi State gave the ball up a couple of times more sure, quicker, sure. there Fine, might have no. been 40 put up in that well, game.
1: I mean, if I had the winning lottery numbers, I'd be rich. It's the same concept, <laughs> like right? Like, close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. But I do yeah, see right. Auburn winning this one, winning it convincingly, um, and, and building momentum going into um, a road trip to Fayetteville next week.
0: So. <laughs> Back-to-back 3 o'clock kicks.
1: <laughs> Joy to the world.
0: Setting up a 6 p.m. kick for New Mexico State. That'll be cool, fingers, though. I like those crossed.
1: games for the Saturday before Iron Bowl.
0: Is CBS going to take the Michigan-Ohio State game and give us a 6 o'clock kick for the Iron Bowl? I, If there is
1: a God, they won't.
0: <laughs> all, all, I, all I want. If you're telling me that I could go this year and not have to listen to Gary, Gary and American. Brad. I
1: won't have to listen to them regardless, but oh well,
0: yeah, you'll be there, and yeah, it. believe me, it, listening to them talk is enough for me to be like, "What are what are games? What are the ticket prices mid game?" You know? Yeah, but yeah, of course, I I'm will going making time. my predictions. I will not be making my predictions tonight. You'll hear mine on Friday morning, but I'm pretty sure if you know me well enough, I'm not. I'm not going to wear these. I'm you not booging. I'm not booging. It's not booging. They're retired. Going. going to, they're postponed. They're postponed. Basketball season is here. So, right, might be making their uh tremendous return to basketball season, triumphant but, return. But they might make a sneak peek in a future installment of the Yeah, shows. I,
1: already, I already know where this is going,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. But we'll see, we'll see. Let's get through Vanderbilt. The next week we'll go with Arkansas, the next we can we'll get through New Mexico State, and then we'll see where I stand on the matter. That's right, <laughs> week That's by right. week. Uh, but other Auburn news. Four star running back Jamarian Burnett, Mr. Fat Burnett himself, probably my favorite nickname that's come through the back to back recruiting cycles, I must say, uh, has announced that his recruitment is still 100% open, but he remains committed to Auburn. Just saying that he's just open to options.
1: I don't, okay. This is my, I got to do it. I have to do this, Dylan. Um, this is my reminder stop tweeting at recruits, you fucking weirdos. Okay, Um, I went ahead and did the pre-editing for you there, Dylan, but I meant the emphasis because people need to know. Stop. These kids are 17, 18, you know, six, anywhere between 16 and 18 years old, about to make the biggest decision of their entire life. Their careers ride on it. Their families are of utmost importance. What mom and dad have to say matters. Not to mention, damn it, the kids still committed to Auburn. His commitment being 100 percent open. Kind of be honest with you. Every kid's a little bit open until National Signing Day. I understand you're going to bring up Walker White. Sure, I get it. That's great. Love that for you. Leave him alone. If he wants to come out and say, hey, my recruitment's still open. I'm still listening and talking to other coaches. There's absolutely nothing wrong with going out and saying, hey, let me make sure this is the best decision for me. Because I promise you, I promise you that if a kid commits to Auburn, comes here and decides that he doesn't love it and transfers out, you're not going to like him then either. I promise. And I don't care about how many of you keyboard warriors are sitting there going, oh, I always tell people not to tweet at recruits. Yeah. Okay, so congrats. You play heroism. That's awesome. Um, does not matter. It is freaking weird. Leave him alone. I loved going through and seeing the amount of Auburn fans and uh, Fat Burnett's mentions saying, absolutely understood. Wishing you the best of luck. Make the best decision for you. We're excited to have you on the planes. That is the appropriate response, folks. Sorry, that's my that's my soapbox. <laughs> Nothing pisses me off more than idiots telling eighteen year olds that they're being they're making the worst decision in your life. Get a life,
0: yeah, and, and go back York. to your nine to five that you hate. He said it. He said in the tweet too. He is still committed to Auburn. You can. It would, be, it would be a tremendous loss. It it would absolutely be a tremendous loss to that class.
1: But it's not life altering. For us, it is life altering for
0: him. Let him make his best decision. Exactly, I completely understand. I I was just reading the comments. There's a lot of a lot. There's a lot more love than than the loud mouth that love to just tweet at these kids and ultimately to say, "Well, you're making the wrong decision." I mean, I'm going to support his decision as long as it's sovereign, But <laughs> <laughs> I I completely understand what he's going through. He he. This is his decision, not yours. Yes, we all want him to come to Auburn so very badly, but if it's a th- – think about this, this is a four-star – should be a five-star running back, by the way. Should be a five-star running back because Fat is a dog. And whoever gets him, hopefully Auburn, is going to be getting a dog. It's, it's his decision. if If he thinks the running back situation at Auburn doesn't benefit him in the future – he, he is open to make that decision.
1: I'll tell you this. If Fat Brunette is contemplating going elsewhere, don't think for a second, and he's saying he remains committed to Auburn, do not think for a second that kid's not rooting for Jarquois Hunter's success this year. Because right now, Jarcos Hunter's Hunter does not have a career in the NFL. After the tape he's put on this year, he does not have a career in the NFL yet. Not, not in an early enough draft round for him to justify not coming back. His choice, I'll respect that. I, I, whatever Jarquess decides to do, UDFA, if that's the route you want to go, whatever. Someone's going to get a great, talented running back. Oh, but right sure. now, he doesn't have the film this year. He's shown digression until Mississippi State. Fab Burnett may be sitting there, and this is all speculation, Maybe saying, man, there's not touches. It's going to be Alston, Cobb, and Hunter again next year. If, if Hunter decides M-B-T. to, and If if, if, if Hunter decides to return, I get it. Because Fat Burnett, much like what we said about Jeremiah Cobb, and
0: we were correct about, by the way, he's too damn talented to keep him off field. I hear anything about Fat Burnett, too. But in that case, I mean, you're getting, what, six very talented running backs, only like three, four, five carries a game? Yep. I mean, at that point, you're just wasting a year off of their career. Right. And if, if he decommits from Auburn and goes somewhere else, that speaks highly of Auburn's current running back situation. And if he comes back, I mean, that's also a giant plus. I mean, it's – I don't want to say it's a win-win because I don't want to lose Fat Burnett, but – I don't think he, there's any real loss. There's not a real loss. And, yes, of course, it's going to hurt the class. Cool. Fine. I'm, I'm sure Hugh Freeze has got a couple of not as good running backs that he would, he he could pick up just to fill up some room. But don't forget
1: – By the best running back coach in the country.
0: And, yeah, exactly. And me and – I talked about this with Ike about, about this uh, earlier – uh Sean Jackson and Justin Jones, Justin Jones the walk on, those two are v- still good enough to get, ball players. Exactly, to get some good, decent FBS looks at other at other colleges. I'm sure Vanderbilt would love to have a Sean Jackson. <laughs> that way they have a running back one. I mean, don't forget Auburn has if Fat Burnett comes, Auburn's seven deep at running back if Dark West right. saves. Like you don't have the touches to give out that much. If he decommits, I don't think you. Got, it's, I don't think it's time to hit the panic button. I think you just need to relax, let Freeze look around, and, see if there's any other running backs looking around at Auburn, and then maybe go for a 2025 high-rated running back. Which I think Auburn is already. I think Key Freeze is already doing.
1: And like I don't know. Wish Fat Burnett success. I
0: don't know. <laughs>
1: it's kind of um, like. It's kind of like people that hate J- Quinshawn Judkins, which is kind of apples to oranges, but like that kid wanted to come to Auburn. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, <laughs> I
0: only hate Quinshaon Judkins because he goes to all mess. That's the only reason I hate him. I feel bad for Quinshawn Judkins.
1: Actually, I'm I'm happy for him. I'm actually glad that his career's gone the way it has. Um, the fact that he was like, hey, I really want to go here, and Brian Arson was just like metaphorical double words. Like,
0: okay. Could you could you imagine Tank Bigsby, Quinsha Judkins, and Darkless Hunter in the same backfield? <laughs> Kill me kill me next time i eat a potato i'm gonna eat it very angrily i'm just letting you know yeah, i'm, I'm, I'm gonna
1: burn a baked potato <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i'm going as mr Ta- i went as mr potato head for halloween to celebrate the one you're firing of brian harson
0: i will say that that uh those costumes uh, i don't know if you saw them uh since two days ago was two days ago was halloween The someone dressed up as uh maybe maybe after the show who they, who they dressed up as I'm sure you could probably put two and two together, who it might be. But, yeah.
1: <laughs> That's really good.
0: Yeah, that it was. Really uh, and in other news, more positive news, uh, comparatively, uh, Jalen Simpson, because, well, Fatman I still committed. Jalen Simpson has been announced as a semi semifinalist for the Jim Thorpe Award given out to the best defensive back in the country. Jalen Simpson, I believe. And uh has has four interceptions on the season, 25 tackles, got a fumble recovery, he's got two PBUs and a one and a half tackle for loss. Dude's been an absolute dog
1: all season long. That guy's wallet's gonna look like a dictionary. <laughs> I'm so serious. <laughs> he's so in his bag, man. I'm so happy for Seth, man. Yeah, can I Go. can
0: I get that? Can I get that rookie? Rookie deal and uh <laughs> and ones pleased. Hey
1: Simp, don't don't forget the college loop when you when you when when you go pro. Okay. Hey, we've hey, been
0: supporters, man. <laughs> simp, simp, look at me. Whenever we were predicting who was gonna get the most interceptions and the most defensive touchdowns. I I predicted it all the way. He had it. He had it nope. all the way. Never lost faith. No one's no one's been more right about Albert football this year
1: than me. And he's not asking for handouts, but he just wants you to know we wouldn't say no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm not asking for donations to the College Loop podcast, but if you were to offer, I wouldn't say no. But I'm doing we, would, we you. would give it we would
1: have a five-minute segment dedicated to praising anything that you do that week. Just just salesman. <laughs> <laughs> you have
0: free reign to come on the show anytime you want. <laughs>
1: Even though you already have that.
0: <laughs> kidding, of course. I'm kidding.
1: No, he already yeah. has that. He can come on the show tomorrow. I <laughs> would be ecstatic.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I mean, the, the invitation's always open. I'm talking about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, it's only taking, open if taking get, money.
1: If we get a contractual fraction of your rookie deal, <laughs> yeah, you got You have to pay
0: to come on the college <laughs>
1: <laughs> Listen, NCAA, this is a freaking joke. All right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Look at right, you so being up my butt. Looking at some of the other names on this list, uh, I think you only got one, two, Three, four, counting Jalen Simpson, SEC defensive backs on here. Uh, one of them being Malachi Starks, a safety no. from Georgia. Kool-Aid McKinstry is somehow on here. Uh, that guy's I, so average. He's so average. If he wasn't wearing crimson, he would not be all that. His name is Kool-Aid, and he wears that stupid...
1: Okay, m- Kool-Aid's objectively awesome.
0: No, I'm just saying he's he has, he has the Kool-Aid nickname, and he wears that stupid... Braves with a mullet logo, <laughs> and that's all it is. Uh, and of course, the Missouri defensive back because Missouri's been absolutely awesome this year. Chris Abrams Drain, and another name that I'm sure everyone's aware of, uh, is also on this list. So, I'm, I'm sure you could probably guess who another defensive back on this list is. Probably not. Oh, okay. Well, Travis Hunter. <laughs> oh, I thought you, you said SEC. All right, I named the four.
1: Already. Oh, I thought you said five. I swear you said five. I said four. Okay. I'm gaslighting myself. <laughs> Maybe I thought you meant Darn. four others. That's probably what I was thinking is you meant four others. Uh, um, yeah. But I, yeah, Travis Hunter's winning that award. So,
0: oh, <laughs> I don't know. I think Jalen Simpson has it in the bag because I think he's going to add two more interceptions against Vanderbilt. And he's going to add. Totally. I'm down. Go ahead. He's going to, he, he's the record's like what, 20 in a season?
1: Yeah. I think so.
0: Is it 20? I don't know. There's no way someone hit 20. It might be he, he's gonna break the record. Jan Simpson's gonna hit the record at 20. He's only get 16 interceptions throughout these next four games.
1: Right. Agreed. <laughs> five games.
0: Five games. K- game. get the ball game. Speaking okay. speaking of Kool Aid. <laughs> yeah, right. But Tar, with that, before before we get to the the premier sport. Tar, oh yeah,
1: there's a T-shirt that we should tell people about. Uh, exactly. But before, before we get to said T-shirt, I want to remind everybody. Score predictions time in the comments. Let's see. Oh, that's right. Give us your score predictions in the in the comments. We'll make sure we post that up on the live stream on Sunday or uh the show on Tuesday, just depending on how many submissions we get. Um, and putting Dylan to work because he's working <laughs> his butt off. Um, and we'll make sure we throw it up on the on the Tuesday show uh for whoever gets closest uh to the to the correct score of Auburn Vanderbilt. While you're down there, giving us your score predictions, your thoughts on the Auburn Vanderbilt matchup, or what we're about to talk about, the Auburn basketball scrimmage against AUM, Dylan's soon-to-be alma mater of graduate school. Uh, make sure you like, subscribe, ring the bell so you can stay up to date with everything going on right here at the College Loop. If you're listening on a platform that is not YouTube, then thank you. We're glad you're here. Make sure you give us five stars and thumbs up whatever is the best rating you can on whatever platform makes you happy. We certainly appreciate it. You guys are awesome and we appreciate all of your continued support um, throughout everything here at the College Loop. You guys are absolute rock stars. Also, if you guys want to continue to support the College Loop podcast, you can head to warreport.com and pick up your very own College Loop or Poor Podcast Network co-branded feeling Loopy T-shirt comes in five different colorways. It is the most comfortable shirt you will ever own. Only twenty five dollars. And if you purchase a shirt, use hashtag feeling Loopy when you take a selfie of yourself wearing it. I know someone who's getting us one of those selfies very, very soon. That'll go up on the next show. I'm actually going to throw it up on the live stream because I think that'd be really funny. And he'll probably pop in on the live stream, Mr. John Conley. Uh, and and we're, we're
0: still we're still waiting for James Barnett. That's he's right. so waiting on James Barnett. So when he's his, probably in the comments. Yeah, he's sure. probably
1: hanging out. And that's great. Jay, hi, to, hi to James Barnett. Shout out to him for his continued support. But we'll make sure we feature you guys on the show. Um, and and thank you guys for your love and support and outpouring of goodwill to us here at the College Loop. All right. Let's talk Auburn basketball. It's so back. I need you to put the word out, Dylan. Like, we're back up. Like we're no, still- I
0: already did. I posted the graphic yeah. to let everybody know that we are we're up.
1: Auburn is so back up. They beat the Brakes off of AUM, like 10 points short of double score, by the way. Um, 102-66 in their exhibition, and leading scores being Denver Jones, Chad Baker, Mazzara, Chaney Johnson, Jay Will had 11. D- Jones with 18, excuse me. Baker, Mazzara, 15. Johnson, uh, Chaney Johnson, not KD, excuse me, with 14. And Jay Will with 11. No Aiden Holloway this evening, Dylan. Uh, BP said that he... Tweaked his ankle in the exhibition, the secret exhibition no one's supposed to know about against Furman. Uh, but he should be good to go for Baylor. Also, J uh Broom heading to the locker room with shoulder injury. Um, just a little pinch in his red shoulder. cuff, he should be, be okay. Folks, keep in mind, like if a guy gets even a little bit banged up and looks at the coach the wrong way during an the exhibition, they're gonna pull them immediately. Uh, because it's no reason to get silly and goofy out here and get anybody hurt. But this is encouraging, Dylan. This group is is putting up the numbers from the newcomers that we were expecting to see and and I'm oh, yeah. interested to hear your thoughts based on the box score.
0: Yeah, three out of the four leading scorers were all transfers and <clears throat> Tar, you're going to love to hear who was who was fourth on that who was fifth on that list. Uh Mr. Dylan Cardwell. Uh, you're right out, I, I'm happy. He came out after the exit of uh Broom, put up 9 points, 10 rebounds. Six offensive rebounds, four defensive rebounds, three assists, and he also put up four steals as well. He had two turnovers, but it's not here or there. Uh but yeah, overall, great performance overall from Dylan Cardwell, who came in after the injury of Janai Broom. I don't want to say it's like it doesn't hurt my feelings at all. That the team the school I'm getting my masters from lost to Auburn because Auburn will always be my first love. Um, and Lauren. Uh, but <laughs> <Yeah>. Auburn basketball. <laughs> what'd you say?
1: Simp, so, continue.
0: <laughs> okay, Mr. I cut my hair for my girlfriend.
1: I did. Also, I'd, I'd like I'd I'd did too. For that to be on the record. I'm gonna talk about that in a second.
0: <laughs> I don't worry. I had I had to as well. You can't can't be looking scruffy looking on the show anymore. Uh but yeah, Dylan Cardwell absolutely pop it off. Uh hopefully he's showing development throughout the season and not just in this exhibition game. <laughs> that would be awesome to uh see this kind of Dylan Cardwell throughout the remainder. Of his time here at Auburn, yeah. No matter I mean, how I'm, long that may be,
1: I'm reading. <laughs> I'm reading for the success of of anyone that can help contribute to Auburn. Like, I mean, I know that a lot of people, if you guys were hanging around and you guys are one of the original listeners of the show, you'll know that I'm extremely critical of Dylan Cardwell, uh, and I will continue to be. So, um, is that year, but, it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, extremely critical. I don't <laughs> listen. I'm not. I'm not a genuine like hater of any individual human. I am a not enjoyer of people that are, don't play fundamental basketball. It, it annoys me. Uh, but if Dylan Carball can put in minutes like this, man, I'm going to be the biggest supporter in the world. I'm already, I promise you, I'm rooting for success. All I want him to do is surprise. It surprised me. That is all I, I, I want in this world because I love Auburn basketball, but it's good to see him put up a, a performance like this. Also notes from Colin Byersdorf um, that he, that he sent in our group chat saying the three point shooting still look bad, but it's also just one game. That's something else I want to talk about. So like we were really excited. <laughs> <laughs> this team is going to play some three D, three and D, and like B three level scores. Um, it's got to be better than twenty percent. It's got to be better than five of twenty five. Granted, it's the first time putting putting the ball on the floor in front of an actual sold out arena. There's a lot of elements to that, right? Like a lot of moving parts, but you want to see more from that. The big encouragement, like you mentioned, Dylan, is you know. Three of the, your your top four scorers uh, being being newcomers. Denver Jones, Chad baker Pizarro, and Chaney Johnson. Denver Jones looking like he's going to be as advertised. Chad Baker-Pazara also being one of the guys that we were all kind of discussing. This guy could be someone that kind of flew under the radar and transferred to Auburn. Everyone's like, oh, that's pretty cool. But he could be one of those guys that could be a big-time impact player. And Colin Byersdorf has been publicly very high on Chady Johnson about, about his skill set and what he brings to, to the floor. So very encouraging night from Auburn, um, especially when you shoot five of 25. From from three point lane, and still wind up beating your opponent by you know almost sixty, uh, that's solid. Um, so that's that's cool. Also, I realized I can't do math earlier. It's definitely not almost a double score, but um, well, well, we move. We move. <laughs> I, I was
0: wondering. I was wondering when you were going to get there. I, yeah, I
1: just I just listen, guys. Like, I am my degree in journalism, uh, not not <laughs> not in aerospace engineering or basic mathematics for that matter. I thought math was so fun in college. I took it twice. Um, so. Uh,
0: And I will talk about the fact that uh, we talked about the starting five. uh, And we talked about this a little bit amongst ourselves. Uh, Trey Donaldson started at the one because Aiden Holloway could not play. Denver Jones is at two. And of course, he put up 18. And And then, we all expected. And starting at the three, Chris Moore, Mr. Simo himself, who even played for 22 minutes in this game.
1: I'm telling you, Chris Moore can be productive out of the three. I don't think so out of the four, but I think he can be really productive out of the
0: three. Oh, yeah. And at the four, Cheney Johnson, and then of course at the stretch five position, Mister Genai Broom. And I will say about Trey Donaldson, didn't shoot very well tonight. Put up only put up four points, but alongside that, put up, got two rebounds, got eight assists, and three steals. So,
1: I think that's your upside with Trey Donaldson too. Uh, yeah. He he is a facilitator when he, he doesn't have the scoring going. He still contributes in other areas of the, uh, on the on the on the floor, uh, whether that be uh, in on the offensive side of the ball, dishing out assists. Um, m- m- Excuse me, manning the pick and roll um, at an effective rate, uh, especially those hand, top of the key handoffs that Bruce Pro loves to run. Um, and physical, I mean, not physical, but I guess, yeah, physical, but man on defense, um, a strong defensive presence on the other side of the floor. I think you can get a lot out of him, not just on scoring perspective. So really, really good night for Auburn basketball last night as the show's coming out tonight as we're recording it. Anything else you wanted to add there, Dylan? Uh,
0: I would say defensively. I mean, Rob Dylan Cardwell had his four steals. Trey Donaldson and his three. Jay Will got himself two and four blocks by Jay Will, and of course, Mister Psycho himself, okay. our our lovable, insane, psychotic individual. But he's Katie true. He's a
1: true intellect and a, and a, and a um, philosopher. Perverse yeah, bro. He Pearl. he
0: is he is a man who thinks.
1: A deep thinker.
0: He is a deep thinker in a, in his own way. And Katie Johnson got himself four steals, and did I miss a free throw? There I was like, go. Dylan Cardwell. Dylan Cardwell, five for six at the, at the free throw line. I think Auburn shot 72 from the free throw line. Chad Baker-Mazzara, nine for nine. Uh, Denver Jones, four for four. Uh, nice little Wendy's, uh, <laughs> Wendy's ad right there.
1: The pro for foe.
0: I mean, the only person who really shot bad from the free throw line was – with Chaney Johnson, but he put up 14. So I'm not gonna complain too much about that, but he did shoot make two work. seven. We can make yeah. it work. We can make it work. As long as, if you're if you're missing free throws but you're making other shots, I'm a okay with that. I'm not, but we'll get there. Well two two's, uh, from is from my simple math calculation, two is more than one. So yeah
1: well you're statistically that's correct. I don't know much math, but I know that one I, <laughs> I know I, if I, you're I,
0: making I know if you're making six field goals in basketball and you're only making two free throws. That six field goals affects your score more than the two. It's you know,
1: like I said, mathematically correct. Um, you're <laughs> just, you're just, you're just right there, Dylan, and and I can't, I can't dispute that. But I do need to see better three point shooting. Not, I mean, now don't ask me to give you the point differential because then I have to do math. But I can, <laughs> well, that looks know.
0: like that would be uh, not f- thirty four, thirty six, thirty six point sure. one. There you go. Sure. Uh, okay. Also, yeah, needed a lot more better shoot uh, three point shooting all around yeah. the place. I understand um, it's one game. I understand it's one game, but hear me out. Let's make some shots right. on the arc. Right. Well, as
1: we move forward, that's uh that's all the the Auburn athletics preview by hashtag. I mean, excuse me slash like post game ref wrap, wrap up whatever you want to call it. We've got between Auburn football and Auburn basketball we do have a little bit of news coming out of the auburn uh, sec women's soccer tournament auburn did lose in the second round of the sc tournament uh four nil to number 10 arkansas and they will wait to see if they make uh the ncaa tournament i'll go i ahead think and they were and ranked
0: up. 71 71st in yeah, the rpi so i think that
1: they're going to fall out of the ncaa tournament uh and then Auburn volleyball will take on texas a&m uh, on sunday at 3 p.m in college station uh, if you are on the planes of Auburn, Alabama this weekend. If you're a resident or if you're just going to hang out, that's awesome. You've got options. I know that Saturday football does play at Vanderbilt, obviously, at 3 p.m., but baseball's got a fall exhibition over at Plainsman Park. No, they don't. Just kidding. You have to watch that online. You literally can't watch anything except for tennis this weekend. Um, Let me try that again. (laughs) If you want to go check out Auburn Women's Tennis over at the Tennis Center, that is on Saturday and Sunday, I believe. That actually may roll from Friday, Saturday to Sunday. It absolutely does. Hello. And that might be oh my gosh that's all you have this week so if you're in auburn <laughs> if you're in auburn go check out some tennis man i mean
0: so wait where's the i really wrote my exhibition? notes
1: wrong and i went back to fact check myself when i was going to say this out loud It's like oh what would you say the fall exhibition was for baseball that is in blocks mississippi against louisiana tech oh okay so uh if you want to drive to louisiana instead of uh, nashville tennessee be my guest <laughs> um, or mississippi excuse me um what's the difference uh, yeah, oh, there's a,
0: a a lot of education difference. Yeah, so not wrong. <laughs>
1: so not wrong. Uh, have have fun, and let me know how that goes. We'll be we'll, we'll give updates <laughs> on the fall baseball scrimmage on the Tuesday show uh, as we get to check out some of these newcomers that are going to be taking new places and see where this new Auburn um, pitching rotation what this looks like and the return of Jogo potentially. So we'll see how that looks. He should be getting some rehabilitation rehab starts um, in these fall scrimmages, even if it's just mandatory. or, I guess limited. Uh, rotation um in and terms of on a pitch count
0: we're also hearing a lot of things about some exit velocity
1: <laughs> yeah we are hearing reports of baseballs going to the moon from plainsman park just rumors
0: i mean you, know. you, you you thought that they hated trees last year I wait mean, now now we're hating planets
1: yeah we're 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 hating solar systems <laughs> um so that's super super fun if you guys have not already picked up your very own College Loop warport co branded t shirt, make sure you go pick up the Feeling Loopy t shirt on the warport.com. $25. Use hashtag Feelin' Loopy whenever you purchase your shirt and go tweet at us on the Bird app, and we will make sure we throw it up on the next stream. Thank you guys for your continual support. Make sure you like, subscribe, and ring the bell right here on the College Loop YouTube channel if you're watching here, if you're watching abroad, or listening abroad. Make sure you give us five stars, thumbs up, whatever it is on your streaming platform of choice. And we appreciate you listening. Appreciate you being part of the community and being a looper. We'll have our live stream. I don't know if I'm going to be on on Sunday. I just have no idea yet. I know Dylan will probably be able to make it. We'll see who else is is hanging around. Um, I doubt it just because of the the trek I've got to make back. And I'll be honest with you guys, my girlfriend's going to be in Nashville, so I'm going to try to milk and spend as much time as I possibly can with her Um, because we don't see each other very often, just to be candid. That's why I cut my hair. I cut my hair only for my girlfriend, not for any of you bozos. I cut my hair because my girlfriend wanted me to. She's the only person in this world that can tell me what to do. Um, she does wear the pants. I'm here Tarr. I buy hair Tarr on the Bird app. If you guys want to come hang out with me, send me your outtakes to give me your score predictions and tell me where the best barbecue is in your hometown, in your home state, in your home country. Tell me where your best barbecue location is because I freaking love barbecue. Dylan, tell me where they can find us, love us, and support us and yourself as well. And let's get out of here.
0: And of course, I'm Dylan Lark at You Will The Tank on Twitter slash X, wherever you want to call it, because it just redirects you wherever you type in. And of course, you have an Instagram at Dylan Lark, at D Y L E N L E R C K. And of course, that's at You Will the Tank on X at Y A B O I of a tank. I also have this right here on the College Loop where you should like, comment, subscribe. Leave your predictions for the Vanderbilt game. Remember, if you have the closest prediction, you can get a nice little shout-out on the show. And if all of y'all pick the same thing, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. I, there's, a, there's a lot of a lot of 30s to teens that I've been seeing around the place. A lot of your scores, too. I've seen a lot of 34-17s. I don't think there's a more predicted score than 34-17 in the world. I don't know. That is, that, that seems like like a coin flip to where everybody goes to immediately. Like, oh, I think we should beat this team. Thirty-four seventeen.
1: Sure. That's
0: what everyone gets to. But of course, thank you to all six hundred and sixty-three of you as I am looking at it right now. And I, I see most of y'all reside in Birmingham. I'm looking at the analytics as we speak.
1: We love but a lot of you,
0: but a lot of you reside in the great country of America. <laughs> so thank you to all of you loopers out there, and remember. If we don't get the 700 soon, uh, Colin will not be able to eat this week, yeah. this month, this year, until y'all get to 700. So keep Colin in your prayers.
1: Uh, and, and if you don't get him to 700, I'm also going to lock him out of his Tiger scheduler so he can't finish
0: college. Oh, uh, now we're going to have a guy who is not going to finish college, and he's going to be hungry while he does it.
1: He's <laughs> <laughs> just going to sleep and drink water and go on the college loop, and that's all.
0: We're gonna fill up the floor to about two inches of water so his socks are never dry. <laughs> <laughs> See what you're doing to him. <laughs> we're gonna
1: make we're gonna take all of his red clothes and wash them with his white clothes. <laughs> He's not gonna have a single pair of white socks.
0: We're gonna put his Tim Tebow jersey up for sale.
1: And then I'm gonna Until hang we- him by his toes in the Eagle Eye office. Anyways, continue. <laughs>
0: Yeah, of course, you have us in the college loop, literally everywhere. TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, <laughs> Twitter slash X. And, of course, don't forget, if he gets to 1,000 subs, Colin gets to run Jeez. the MySpace page. He gets to 1,500, Daniel has to run the LinkedIn.
1: <laughs> we got to go. Thank you guys for listening the And, to of course, if,
0: <laughs> if we get to 2,000, Tar has to run the kick. <laughs> the WhatsApp. There we go, the WhatsApp. <laughs>
1: I do I do be having a WhatsApp
0: 2500? So. We'll do a gaming stream on Twitch run by me because I'll am, do that for
1: free.
0: Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's there right now. I just said it's
1: a <laughs> <laughs> but, <the> double <laughs> A league,
0: but now that we've gone completely off of uh, off our rockers, anything been, that resembles the rails, <laughs> yeah, anything that resembles a rail, we've gone off of it. Uh, but yeah, go check us out there, They everywhere. Uh, it's literally everywhere. Look up at the college loop and you'll find us. Uh, we got a link tree. That take you to the shirt as well. Out of that to the tree, so it's
1: always crazy to check me how they on a tree. <laughs>
0: <Just get> with <forward. laughs> well, all of that being said, I am sorry for the last two minutes of this show, <laughs> and this has been the College Love Blue You podcast. All <laughs>